Hello, everybody, and welcome to the break room, boys. Uh, we've got a lot of things to get to today. A whole lot's been going on, especially in the sports world, but definitely outside of the sports world as well. Uh, we are well into the best time of the year for sports, in my belief, mm-hmm. and most people would probably agree with that, that, that are really into sports. Um, we've got March Madness. It's it's finally here. We've waited a long time, and we are not going to be productive with work at all. No, it's uh, <clears throat> whether I think most whether most people really love college basketball or not, they can concede that the NCAA tournament is unequivocally the greatest sporting event, um, and typically gets yeah the most viewership during a uh, weekday working hours. So to your point, yeah, not a lot of production is going to be done. Uh, on the job front, but we have a lot of entertainment uh, to enjoy coming up. Absolutely. I've uh, already filled out three brackets. I will not break down those on this podcast. Yeah, I did 10. I was going to no just go through No one fucking them all. cares. Um, I think my favorite one, the most fun one to make, was the coin flip bracket. And sadly enough, that might be the most accurate one that I make. Um, but other than uh, March Madness, we also have a whole lot going on both in baseball and football right now uh Mm -hmm. the mlb lockout finally ended and there has just been a slew of happenings um and then with football uh we have reached free agency well actually it officially starts tomorrow but all of the moves are starting to be announced we've seen some trades we've seen some craziness already uh so we'll get into all of that but uh I believe I really want to start with the MLB lockout because that's what we have been kind of stressing the most. Yeah, and the first time we talked about it uh, on this pod, I guess a couple couple of recordings ago, I was not very optimistic that they would get things worked out. The players' union and the ownership, um, in order to have like a somewhat normal uh, timing on this on the season schedule, I did not think we'd be looking at an April start date. In there all was honesty. no reason to believe that there would be a, a normal season right but now they've announced they are going to play 162 uh i forgot when they said opening day would be now it's pushed back a bit right a week or two yeah i probably should have written that down but i yeah i'm not sure either way we're going to get a full season it's going to be pretty much uh running as normal um and yeah like i said i did not really uh expect that when we we first started talking lockout stuff uh i guess a couple weeks ago so along with the lockout coming to an end, we have some details of the CBA that was agreed on. Uh, and w- there are some pretty major changes. Um, my favorite one being the All-Star Game Home Run Derby to decide if things go to extra innings. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. I don't know why that hasn't been Yeah, I don't know where before. that came from. I've never heard that proposal before. And, and maybe I've just missed it in years past. But like I've, we, we needed this a long time ago. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And... Uh, Funny enough, I I saw someone going back and forth on Twitter. I I forget who it was. It might have been Coley, actually, from Barstool. Mm. He was saying how he wants to see more things decided by a home run run derby. derby. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, uh, he said, NFL NFL overtime, home run derby. Right. Someone else responded to him. There were like two people fighting over a parking spot, home run derby. Yeah. NHL (laughs) shootout? No, thank you. How about a home run derby? Exactly. There's a lot of disagreements that way, I think. Um, also with the CBA, we have a universal DH. Um, I think that that's here to stay. Yeah, we've known that was probably going to be an inevitable change coming for years now. It just made no sense that one league has adopted it for so many years now and the other league hasn't. It's got to be universal one way or the other, either get rid of it or enable it league-wide, I think, and they finally come to that conclusion. Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, I was hoping that it would be universal at some point because I know that there is a big group of fans that – really want to see the game stay what the game has been for you know all of time and i do believe that baseball is a more traditional sport than most anything else other than maybe golf but i do believe that anything you can do to make a product more watchable especially with one that's really failing to catch eyes these days along uh, among the younger audience mm-hmm. i'm all for it um so i'm pretty excited about that and another thing that we were expecting to see with this new agreement was uh, the termination of the shift. And that mm-hmm. does look like it will happen eventually, along with a robo strike zone. Mm-hmm. But that is something that they're going to basically talk about after this next season. They've got a committee of players, umpires, and league representatives, I guess, that will mull that over. So I 
fully expect that stuff to be implemented by 2023. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I guess that you definitely have some pushback from the old heads maybe on that one who are still in favor of, of human error when it comes to calling balls and strikes. Um, but it's not like it's taking umpires out of the game. You still have four field umpires. Right. Like, you're just getting rid of the home plate umpire and, and letting a letting a robot do the job, which, you know, we've been watching the, the like, K-Zone and, and pitch track and stuff for, like, over a decade now on broadcast and stuff, so we know the technology's been there. Yeah, and they've been and, doing it in the minor leagues, and yeah. I think it's been very successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking about implementing it in the majors. Mm-hmm. But anything where you can be more accurate and make it a better viewing experience for people who are actually fans of the game or betters. Um, yeah, that too. That definitely yeah. definitely goes a long way towards helping for that. Yeah, when I'm watching uh, the Indians White Sox on a weeknight in June, it's probably not because I give a shit about either team. I've probably got twenty or thirty bucks on one of them, and um, yeah, yeah, that's where I mean, we've talked about that before. It's the beauty of baseball. It's on every single night for several months in a row, um, and yeah, anything to get a little more viewership. Especially we've talked about the struggles baseball's had in, in maintaining and gaining uh, viewership. So, yeah, I think anything, any little change they can make to to make the game a little more enjoyable and, and maybe create some new fans, I, I'm on board with. And anything you can do to take the power out of uh, Angel or is it Angel or Angel Hernandez? Angel Hernandez, yeah. Anything you can do to take power out of his hands. He, he and Joe uh, West, yeah. Well, thank God Joe West is retiring, but Angel Hernandez is going to be around for a while. And uh, any way you can limit his ability to impact the game is probably for the better. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about that, and I hope it does come to pass sooner rather than later. This episode of The Break Room Boys is brought to you by our good friends at Fabriefs. There's nothing more simultaneously refreshing or embarrassing than a hearty poot. The sweet relief you feel as you anally exhale is incomparable. But if you struggle with the ability to sense your sphincter around others, you know all too well the shame and downright hatred that often ensues. But what if your farts offered a breath of fresh air? Well, with Fabriefs, now they can. Fabriefs undergarments come in all sizes, styles, and colors. Their patented technology creates a soundproof, pleasantly scented buffer between poop shoot and pants. With delightful scents like lavender, cinnamon, apple, snickerdoodle, and rich mahogany, your friends, family, and coworkers will be begging to huff your farts. They also have seasonal scents like pumpkin spice and gingerbread. It's time to leave the shame and stench in the past and rip some ass. Sign up today using promo code BREAK and receive your first monthly shipment of Fabriefs totally free. A lot of stuff going on in the NFL, and as I've mentioned, I am a Cowboys fan, so that's a lot of the stuff that I've been paying attention to. But um, before I get into all that, a lot going on, especially in the AFC West. Uh, They are just building absolute powerhouses out there. The Chargers went and picked up J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, and they also traded for, uh, what's his name, out of... uh, Chicago. Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. They've got Khalil Mack now, mm-hmm. too. So him and Bosa. I'm sure that'll be fun for opposing quarterbacks. And Russell uh, Russell Wilson. Since the last time we talked, uh, Russell Wilson is now a Bronco. Yep. So that entire division is just a hellscape for anybody trying to win that division or play against any team from that division, not named the Raiders. And even they're not bad. No, so, that's true. Derek Carr, yeah, I think we, we may have mentioned this. Derek Carr's definitely the worst quarterback in that division uh, now, which is saying something. It is. Um, it's it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, it pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all that all that's gone down. Tom Brady's back. Surprise, surprise. Who saw that one coming? I didn't think it would be this quick, though. I didn't think it would be I, this it was, quick. It was so quick. But, like, it was obvious he was going to come back. The for, way he's talked sure. literally from the day that he retired. It seemed like a very reluctant retirement <laughs> announcement. Yeah, he was, was like, like, I guess this is like, what I should do now. Hang Giselle out. stuck her hand up his butt and was, like, using him like a yeah, puppet. He was just a pup man. Yeah, just a man <laughs> puppet. He, you could tell he was like, I I guess I should probably hang out with my family. And I was like, he did it for forty yeah. days. Yeah, it was like, fuck was, that. Yeah, he had to like take the kids to school and take out the trash. And I was like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, well, somebody made a good point. I can't remember if it was on part of my take or who said it, but like knowing Tom Brady and just the extremely regimented 
you know, lifestyle he's lived in the last like 15, 20 years. He's got his own personalized training regimen. He's definitely still living that same way. Like he didn't just sleep. He didn't retire. And then the next day sleep in until noon. Like he was probably still up at six o'clock getting worked out by Alex Guerrero or drinking his smoothies or whatever the fuck. He's probably like, why am I still doing all this? He's like, yeah, what am I going to do? Like, still do all this and not play I football? I think you should have just picked up eSports. Yeah. I just want to see Tom Brady turn into an elite eSports athlete. <laughs> just, just wrecking people. Just and... move right on into the next chapter. But, no, he's back, and um, I I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, he's got a pretty tough schedule this, this upcoming season. He's facing some pretty good NFC quarterbacks. And, of course, the AFC is just – full of good quarterbacks if he does happen to make a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happened, but obviously you can never count out Tommy Terrific. Um, but, yeah, to uh, I, I kind of alluded to it, but just to get into my Cowboys a little bit because they have been an absolute laughing stock to this point. Uh, traded away Amari Cooper in a sixth-round pick yeah. for a fifth-rounder and a sixth-rounder, yeah. which feels like uh, maybe the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yep. And then we went and signed Michael Gallup to multiple years, and I just hope to God that guy can stay healthy. I like him. Mm-hmm. I think he's good. Mm-hmm. But he also just tore his ACL, and he won't be back for a while. So I don't know how I feel about that. And then Cedric Wilson left for, I believe it's the Dolphins. Um, so he's gone. So I don't I don't personally see what the hell I'm supposed to be excited about. Um, uh, yeah, I and this, this was before today. Right. This was before today where – we had announced we were re-signing Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, psych! Uh, that was fun. He essentially agreed in principle to a, a deal, a five-year, $70 million extension. And by the way, that was a low-ball offer. He took less money to re-sign with the Cowboys. He had several teams that were coming after him. Yep. And then the Cowboys apparently last second just decided – uh, by the way, we're just going to slip this little tidbit in here where we protect ourselves from uh, any sort of situation where you get suspended again. Like, yeah, we won't yeah. have to pay you. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who's had to overcome as much as he has, that's a real fucking slap in the face. The real fuck you, yeah, from the organization. And, and, and to show that, he literally went and took the exact same deal with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Whereas teams were coming to him with more money he, he wanted to I stay think in he, Dallas. I yeah. think he made it a point to take the exact same money somewhere else. Yeah, and I don't blame him for that. Um, yeah, not to not to backtrack, but the the Cooper stuff was interesting too because you figure, I mean, he's a guy who you'd like to see be a clear cut number one, and he just like hasn't quite gotten there. You know, with, especially since I drafted Ceedee Lamb. Now a lot of people think you know he's going to wind up having a more promising career and. Um, you know, you and I are obviously biased a little bit because we watched Amari Cooper at Alabama, and and he was so awesome there. And you know, you assumed he was going to do similar things. Um, and you know, you look at trading him versus Gallup. You assume the reason you're going to deal Cooper's the value he brings, the trade value. Um, but then when you're getting a fifth and sixth round pick for him, it was it was a straight up salary dump. That's yeah, it. they didn't get anything back. Yeah, very disappointing. And then the Randy Gregory stuff. You've got a guy who, like you said, has better offers from other organizations. But one, it sounds like he wanted to stay here with the team who he drafted him, who he's played for. That showed him a lot of loyalty while he was overcoming a lot of mental demons and going through suspension after suspension, and Mm -hmm. they stuck by him. Mm -hmm. And this godforsaken fan base that I am unfortunate to be a part of, I've seen so many people that have been ripping him today on Twitter saying – you know, he needs to be loyal to the team that was so loyal to him. But I I just – I don't agree with that. I don't. Um, I think to some extent maybe. But on the other side of the coin, what what do we always say anytime a team fucks a, a dude over, fucks a player over? Oh, it's just a business. It's just, it's it's just part business, of the business. Yeah. It's, you know, don't take it personal. It's mm-hmm. just business. Okay, well, this was just business, and actually it got turned a little personal because, as I mentioned, this guy has overcome a lot, and yes, the Cowboys stuck it out with him, and they gave him a chance when other teams may not have done that, Mm -hmm. but to think that he owes you some sort of loyalty, like, 
he gave you his service. He was a very good player when he was on the field. Yeah. And then not only were you not willing to pay him his market value, you got him to agree to it, and then you tried to slip in some bullshit some at conditional the last term. second. Yeah. I don't blame him at all. I don't care. Like, no, at that point, it's like, fuck you. You know? Yeah. I, for, for, a, for a hot second, for, for just a, a, a quick instant, I felt the same way as those other Cowboys fans. And then I, I, I sat back and I was like, wait a minute, but... Let's think through the situation. And yeah, anybody that has a functioning brain and uh, can come to conclusions without the help of uh, their emotions uh, would would probably agree with what he did. How long was that Cowboys account tweet up? Um, I until, think it, I was think it up it was, simultaneously when the Broncos announced him too. They they <laughs> had, had they deleted to, it. By they then. deleted it like ten minutes after tweeting, and I'm pretty sure. So the Bronco it hadn't announced that he was signing with Denver yet. Or was it no, still okay. no. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was deleted before the Broncos basically tweeted their uh-huh. response, which was like, ah, "Psych." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that I was... love when I, and I know it's it hurts for you because you you guys lost a good player, uh, but that is always so funny with like social media blunders happen um, through organizations and stuff. On and I just love how petty every professional sports team account has become. I know it's they're, awesome. Yeah. They've <laughs> like really they, they tweet in, like yeah. fans now. They've leaned into, I remember back when it was just like, uh, Wendy's and Slim Jim, like firing off at people. And now like, it has become pretty much every sports organization for the most part. And a lot of other companies as well have like made an effort to let people run their account who are going to be like, lean into the whole like Twitter and sometimes it, it sometimes it crashes and burns. It's like a very very poor effort at it. It can be a hit or miss for sure. But when it hits, it's hilarious to see a corporation owning somebody. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's really funny. Um, to stay on to stay on top of or to stay on topic with football, kind of I guess. Um, you had written down that you wanted to talk a bit about Herschel Walker. I didn't see anything about this, so I'm going to need you to fill me in. Yeah, he. Um, Herschel is running for Senate in the state of Georgia. Um, I know he li- he lived out here for a long time, but he's lived in uh, I think Buckhead for a while now, and he's he's uh, he's a candidate for the Senate for senator in the state. So let me uh, let me find exactly what he said. He was given a speech. Um, I should probably know where he was. I think it may have been in front of a church, if I'm not mistaken, or a, a, a church going crowd of some sort. Here we go. That. <laughs> The the headline uh, sort of piqued my interest because I knew he was running and I know he said some funny things. You know, he's basically a Trump mouthpiece. Um, I have, yeah, I, I've seen little bits and pieces, and it, it does seem like he's kind of following the uh, the right wing mold these days of just parrot exactly what uh, Trump says, mm-hmm. and it'll get you elected. Yeah, he's well, and he's got a past. I think you know he's roughed up his ex wife, and he's got a, a controversial. Oh, I didn't son. even know that. Yeah, and he's got a pretty controversial son as well. So he really fits the mold uh, of a of a Republican senator. So I'll find. It says Herschel Walker. Uh, Herschel Walker skeptical of evolution. Quote: Why are there still apes? Think about it. Um, and that's, that's an argument I haven't seen in a while and one I didn't expect to come out of. Uh, Not in 2022. Uh, yeah. And um, it just cracked me up. He elaborated on it a little bit. And I think, where did he, okay, he said, at one time science said man came from apes, did it not? If that's true, why are there still apes? Think about it. Um, and that just really cracked me up. Um, it, it's like, I think in Herschel Walker's mind, the the jump from from great apes to the human beings is it was like the butterfly to cat, caterpillar thing in his mind he's just like i look my parents are humans and my grandparents are humans like how are you gonna tell me i, I came from a mind? <laughs> and look i can't look i mean he's the man's got a point I, I can't really broach that argument um but i just thought that was a really funny tangent to get on like uh in front of a in front of a crowd as you're making you know your your debates. Yeah, it's like very stereotypical. It's like, okay, I'm in front of a bunch of Christians. We got to rag on revol- or evolution, evolution a little bit here. Uh, yeah, I, man, Revolution are, might have been discussed as well. But. Revolution very well probably was. But, dude, yeah, that's that's the thing that I, you know, I I personally align with, uh, with a lot of Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think that those are mutually exclusive ideas that uh, you can believe in things that you read in the Bible and also 
understand that science cannot be ignored uh, because as, as a lot of people have brought up, the Bible doesn't mention dinosaurs either. But I don't know what all these giant skeletons are they're finding everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I well, mean, I... you kind of got to take take things. Uh, you kind of got to take your scientific evidence and just believe in it. Uh, yeah, a well, lot of times. That's the that that's the funny thing too. It's it's basically it's a, a consensus agreement now among people who devote their lives studying these things. Like we did, we did not evolve from chimpanzees or gorillas. But like you know, we. We the what bridged the gap was these species that have long been extinct that were somewhere between us and chimpanzees, gorillas, orangutans because we found those skeletons and they're neither us nor chimpanzees or gorillas or orangutans or something in between that no longer exists and the thought of just like studying a chimpanzee and like waiting for it to turn to man is like just such a funny and later I don't if care they what, live long enough they probably would yeah you know? dude they're just gonna like start start working at, at McDonald's and like take a a day job the uh later i don't i think this is the same article i read there were several different ones that that mentioned it this at the end of this one said uh late conservative pundit rush limbaugh famously challenged the evolution crowd in 2016 to explain why Haram- fucking owned them yeah dude he did he explained why harambe a gorilla killed at the cincinnati zoo never turned into a human being we got uh, killed. How was he supposed to? Right. He was probably just on the cusp was, of becoming a man. He was about to. Yeah, he was, what, about 30, 20-something, 30 years old. He was like, <laughs> he, he was had to be close to turning man. But uh, he said, uh, or PolitiFact, you know, did it. They fact-checked that that statement, um, his suggestion that the existence of apes discredits the concept of evolution, and they, uh, they've labeled it as false, uh, believe it or not. So there's a bit of, bit of misinformation there. Who's to say who's right and who's wrong? Right. Uh, but I just thought it, it was... We know uh, that one side is definitely wrong. We just don't know which. Right, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I, I just thought that. I uh, saw that come across the old timeline today and um, thought it was funny. Well, yeah, and, and you know, don't want to get into a whole breakdown of who's right and who's wrong but uh yeah i i I think you're pretty much wrong at this point if you're trying to (laughs) to dispel evolution uh i I think we're past that funny hill to die on in 2022 (laughs) amidst all the things going on oh man uh to uh move on from one ridiculous topic to another uh i'm sure everyone's probably seen it at this point but uh did you see Kanye and uh, Pete Davidson have finally spoken to each other. No, I actually haven't seen the um, interaction, the back and forth between the two. If I don't know how many, it was pretty. I don't know if there was a text message thread or tweet yeah. thread. I did hear, and I didn't even see the picture of Pete. Excuse me, Pete Davidson posting, a, sending Kanye a picture of him in bed mm-hmm. with like maybe with Kim, but she's not pictured. Yeah, she's in, not okay, pictured. But in it's, it's suggested that he. They are in bed together. Yeah, and I'm not going to go through and read the whole text thread because if you know about this, you probably have read it at this point. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, essentially, just to, to summarize it, he essentially texted Kanye and he was like, yo, it's skeet, which is hilarious yeah, yeah. in and of itself. He's just like, yeah, it's skeet, by the way. Uh, can you fucking leave us alone? Like, quit dragging her name through the mud and mine while you're at it. Yeah, And it was... It was kind of funny because Kanye, his first response was like, oh, we using profanity? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, have you listened to your own music? Like, your your old music? He's like, I'm all for civil discourse, goddammit, but I draw the line <laughs> when we start throwing bad words around. I mean, this is the guy who just a few years ago was rapping about if I fuck this model, and she gets... Uh, what was he say? And she just bleached her asshole, and yeah. I get bleach on my T-shirt. I'm gonna feel like an asshole. And now we're we're uh, we're really appalled by profanity. Well, he he has been referring to the man as a euphemism for ejaculation. He called he he coined <laughs> the term skeet. He he's the one who's started calling him that. Um, just incredible stuff. We've gotten into sort of his, uh, you know sort of his mindset through this whole thing and it's it's really well, hard to track. And and Pete kind of got into that too yeah. because Kanye tried to take a shot at him and he was like, "Good to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. Uh-huh. Uh, hope you're doing better." Like basically taking a shot at him yeah. for having to go to rehab. Uh-huh. And he responded he was basically like, 
yeah, doing a lot better now. Uh, you should do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you should probably try it, crazy ass. Uh, it's been and, such a hilarious, very publicized feud that um, I can say I never expect, like I never anticipated. Um, no, you you don't typically see people of Kanye's stature just like so totally obsessed with another another human being like he is with Pete Davidson. Yeah. It's been hilarious to watch, but it's also like super cringy. It's like just kind of figure it out, man. But I I believe there are probably other things that he needs to attend to first as far as figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And maybe Pete's got a point. Maybe he should check into rehab and kind of get his stuff figured out because uh, we've been we've been going down this path for quite a few years now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a continuing trend. Um, but yeah, if nothing else. This feud's provided a lot of entertainment. Who knows how long it'll continue to drag out? Um, pres- presumably, presumably as long as uh, Skeet and Kim's relationship lasts, I imagine there will be some sort of rift between the two. What if they? It, I could be wrong. They could completely absolve it, and maybe like that Kanye, they become best friends. Maybe even Kanye like moves back in, and they do. <laughs> they just not really one big. Wasn't well, he like family. right across the street from? Them? I think he was. He like bought he bought a house or built a house like down the street. Just yeah. very alarming. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. I would uh, if I were if I were Kim and Skeet, I'd probably be looking for a restraining order. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's probably in the works. Um, but the the saga continues, and I'm excited to see what the next step is. I typically don't really pay a lot of attention to celebrity affairs. No. But this has been one that's just been so fun. To you can't do. avoid it either. It's literally <laughs> everywhere. Well, right. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, there's no getting away from it. Yeah. So you might as well enjoy it while it's happening. Um, I wanted to show you a very funny video. I'm always down for that a good I funny saw. video. It's, Give me some background. It's, it's very bizarre. Here. I just was sort of like just combing Twitter on stuff that was trending and uh, saw the word Ebenezer, so that that piqued my interest. And um, Scrooge? No, you one would think, but this is actually it's just a little out of season for that. This is just a small child. Um, <laughs> and I'll show you the video. Does Eben- he like Christmas? He's the star of the video, but he's not the only uh, interesting part. So I'm just gonna play you. Um, so this was a, I saw this video on Twitter. It is a TikTok. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know anything about the account that posted it. I I, I know no background other than what's in this video. So I'll just play it for you real quick. It's, it's just a family climbing out of a car and all announcing their names and ages. Okay. Okay. Um, so that literally all I know about this family. All right. What do we got here? Hannah Naya? Mm-hmm. I'm Hezekiah, and I'm 16. Oh, no. I'm Shiloh, and I'm 12. Relatively normal. I'm Ezra, and I'm 10. Okay. I'm having these around 8 years old. Oh, no, dude. My name is Shopper, and I'm 6 years old. I'm Cousin, and I'm free. This is Ansel, and he's 9 months old. This is Calvin, and he's 5. Oh my God! Somebody was like, "How's the dog gonna have the most normal name?" That's a great point, but yeah. also, how many children can you fit in one vehicle? That appears to be a Yukon XL or Suburban. Um, Even still, they, you need you need like a Sprinter van. I was gonna for that say family. they must have an extra row in there because there was a lot of kids that. That thing out is that custom car. and a dog. Dude, you cannot name your child Ebenezer. That is damn near like that is borderline child abuse. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and again, I don't know if how well the microphone picked up the rest of those names, but there was I, I believe. Where are they I, from? Because like my bet again, would be Utah. Again, no clue. I have no. I I could have gone down a rabbit hole seemingly for hours on this family, but I wanted to to leave it up to speculation for you and I. So uh, for speculation's sake, if I were a betting man, which I am, I would put Utah at like minus six hundred. Yeah, and then I'd probably put Pennsylvania at like. Plus two fifty. Okay, and then I don't. I don't. Those are kind of the two places because with Pennsylvania you get kind of the. Uh, oh, what what is it? The 
Well, there's a big Amish community. But Amish. They, these folks, the Amish these folks are climbing out of a vehicle. They're climbing so. out of a vehicle. A so motor that, vehicle. That's why I think 250 is probably, I mean, who knows? Maybe there's some sect that embraced technology that branched out from from that ideology. But, yeah, dude, that's that's uh, that's certainly not like a, a California. No, I, or, would not, uh, I wouldn't think so. No. Or, hell, even a Texas. I, I doubt that that's, that's Texas even. But... Yeah, dude, you don't name your child Ebenezer in this day and age, or really any day and age, to be honest. That's that's pretty messed up. That kid's going to have a really tough go of it um, when he's going through homeschooling. Uh, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's going to get shit from his, his classmates or his older brothers and sisters, dude. <laughs> from Hezekiah and Hananiah <laughs> and, and the rest of the crew. What are we doing with the, with the name Hananiah, too, by the way? Oh, I don't Why know. are we adding on extra syllables yeah, what, to that Hannah? One, until she said it, when I first opened the video... Uh, it didn't have audio. It didn't have audio yet, and I was just like, I just read like Hannah na 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 I was like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, just unbelievable, dude. White people, just stop it. Just stop. What are we? <laughs> what are we doing? You people just cracked open the Old Testament and picked out a couple, and then some of these other ones, I don't even know where they came. Hannah, no, we, <laughs> yeah, Hananiah. We threw some suffixes from the Old Testament onto some normal names. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got Shiloh in there as well. Just a, Very, old, yeah, old, yeah. an old Civil War battleground sprinkled, <laughs> sprinkled in as well. I don't know where these people. You're probably right. I'm thinking Utah. I'm thinking they're potentially a Mormon family. Uh, their car does appear to have a sticker. It either looks like sound waves or mountains, maybe. So I'm okay. guessing like Utah is probably. There's my, my we also well. we can't see the back part of the vehicle perfectly, but there is a. I, I would put it at like a minus eight eight fifty. That there's the definitely whole family of stickmen. The, the the little stick people mm-hmm. stickers uh, that are. Yeah, eleven you know, singular raising the bar. Yeah, eleven of them in this case, or however many <laughs> children climbed out of that car, and then of course Calvin, the golden retriever. And I can't help but think of things from a financial perspective these days because it's so expensive oh to God. be alive. Yeah. Can you even imagine trying to like facilitate life for that many children? And they just popped out another one because the last one was what five months old Ansel, or something. Yeah, like that. he was he was but an infant. So yeah, they're they're they've got them of all. Uh, shapes and sizes there. Daddy better be a CEO somewhere. He, yeah, or uh, yeah, mom ma- runs a runs a very successful yeah. grain company or yeah. something of the sort. One of his wives must be doing well. <laughs> um, it's just insane, man. I always crack up when people either when people either go super modern, like silly millennial name, you know, like uh, Taylin and and. Brayley, McKayley, yeah, and like all these, and just a lot of extra vowels or extra, even extra continents in some, like Caitlin with like two Y's and two N's. Either people lean that way or they go straight up Old Testament, Hezekiah and Ebenezer. Um, Just stop. Just pick pick a fucking normal name (laughs) for your kid, man. I always get great satisfaction. It's like they don't even consider the fact the child's going to have to grow up bearing this name. Oh, exactly. I mean, these are not... These are not names of people who are bound for success. These, these are people yeah. who are bound for not unemployment, but just, you know, they're, they're, they got to have that silver spoon or they're fucked. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you, I mean, you speak for yourself. Ebenezer, I'm going to be keeping tabs on that kid. <laughs> He's going to be doing big things here soon. Um, I had another thing. I don't think you saw this. We talked about it a little bit before the recording. Uh, but Papa John, uh, but who, by the way, I always thought his name was John Shatner. It's it's Schnatter. The N is at the beginning of the name. I've been botching that forever. No, I, I, I had that one right. Um, I, I saw his name so damn many times during that little that little period of time where yeah. that's all that He had a tough run a few years about. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's Schnatter, so I should uh, correct myself on that. But never uh, met another Schnatter. No, and, neither have and I. I don't care to after what this guy turned out like. But he um, he got absolutely cucked. If, if most people remember, he he's had a history of controversial statements. I think I maybe because we were young. I think a lot of people weren't aware of like what a slimeball he was. Maybe you know, like uh, twenty years ago, like two thousand to two thousand ten ish. He just kind of flew. 
he, I mean, he was like so much the face of their company. He named the it after himself. red face. Of yeah, he was on every commercial growing up. Um, and I feel like he was really like very visible during like their, you know, big growth period when he made a lot of his money uh, when we were younger. And so then a few years ago, it gets very publicly, um, it's made public, I should say, that he has done and said a lot of uh, unsavory shit and um, had some pretty openly racist remarks become public. He's then had to step down as CEO, but he was still a board member, maybe even chairman of the board for a year or two until uh, another another insensitive comment or two that he made came public again. He oh, had to- see, I, I thought it was... It, it happened a while ago. So I, I thought what it was was he stayed on the board until people were like, uh, what? You're going to keep him on the board, though? And they got publicly shamed, basically, into taking that role away from him as well. Yeah. he Well, okay, the NFL protest thing, when the, all the kneeling stuff was mm-hmm. really getting started, he was very skeptical of that. And uh, also... Big NFL partner, b- Papa John. Big NFL partner, Papa John, was and didn't want... It, I think a lot of it just came back to him losing money. And I, and I don't know how much he agreed with them kneeling on principle. I think he was more like, and which he probably did, but I think he also said some stuff about how it's gonna he's going to lose money because of it. And so the NFL cut ties with him. He had to uh, step down as CEO, like I said. But then he remained on the board for another couple of years until they had like an in-house uh, uh, like sensitivity training call or something where he was uh, – I don't know if anyone recorded him or this just came out. Uh, after the fact about other people who were on the call. Uh, he was basically stating that Colonel Sanders was allowed to openly use the N-word, mm. uh, which I don't know if he was lobbying him that he should be able to do that. This is on a, a company call. Yeah, this training? is a company call uh, with the higher-ups Papa John's. And, uh, again, I don't know why that was mentioned. I don't know if he was looking for carte blanche to use the N-word as well, but he said that, and it got – it got it leaked pretty immediately, uh, and so what, then, what was the desired outcome there? Was he expecting people to just nod their heads and be like, you know what, you got a point? Look, like, man, look, hear me out. Colonel Sanders did it. We said, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did he, by the way? No clue. Is I, that I, even I've a never, real I've man? Never, yeah, I don't know. He was a real man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was not a. Uh, he was he was not a colonel in the in the military sense. He was like a Kentucky colonel, which is like what they like how England knights people like you serve Paul McCartney. He was <laughs> like colonel. He was yeah they colonel you. So he was Colonel Sanders. Uh, I don't think he had any military <laughs> service, but anyway, That's um, incredible. Papa John's in in uh, in the last few days or weeks has um, cut ties with Russia. Because they have a lot of stores over there, and they are since announced they will no longer be continuing business in Russia. But they got a bump in the road because there is an American guy over there. Um, let me find his name. Christopher Wynn is his name, and he is a franchisee, an American guy. Who Are you sure that guy's not Russian? Uh, not Christopher po- Wynn. <laughs> not not positive, but he he runs uh, like 190 Papa John's locations in Russia. And I didn't even know they were over there. Yeah, there's a lot. Apparently, they've been. So I'll get into this guy and his kind of weird past a little bit. I, he apparently his background was in like tech. Um, I'll try to find it. He's been over there since the early 2000s, and he somehow got into. Uh, in 2007, he had the opportunity to buy stake in Papa John's, uh, and he took it. He then bought more and more uh, locations over there that he franchises. The guy, and I'll find, I'll try to find a picture of him. He looks like uh, like a poor man's John Schnatter. Like he is like doing the the white button down jet black hair thing. Oh hell yeah! He's like you remember uh he's like um Gary from um Ramajamas in Tuscaloosa. He was like a poor man's Nick Saban. You remember that guy? He looked like <laughs> knockoff Nick Saban. This dude is like knockoff Papa John, and he's like clearly leaning into the whole thing. He's like the Papa John of Russia. So uh, he said, "Fuck that! I ain't stopping." He was like, "We are keeping shit going over here," and uh, it's a, he's American. He can't just like franchise some subways or something. No man, he's tied. No, he's leaned into the Papa John's things now. It's his identity. He can't just be the next Jared. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty well, sure you can get away with some shit over there. Might, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to say he's not that either. Uh, this New, the New York Times headline says, he's American, he oversees Papa John's in Russia, and he's staying. And uh, this is Christopher Wynn's company controls the franchise agreements for 190 Papa John's locations in the country. Quote, at the end of the day, they appreciate a good pizza, he said. Um, 
That's all, that's so all that matters. Yeah, he said the vast majority of Russian people are very clear-headed uh, and understand the dark gravity of the situation they're in. At the end of the day, they appreciate good pizza. Um, so this guy is just trying to do a service to the Russian people, you know, who are stuck over there. Well, is it fair to assume maybe he hasn't seen what's going on because he can't? Uh, potentially. He can at uh, least play that card and say, yeah. I don't have access to any other information. Everything seems to be normal here. Why, why would we get rid of Papa John's in Russia when everything's fine? They're doing a peacekeeping mission in Ukraine. Yeah, that's what they're... <laughs> They're extending their friendly hand. And uh, he said, he said, Papa John's is worried about the corporate and political wins that on a day-to-day basis I cannot focus on. Um, And says, Mr. Wynn's business interests go beyond Papa John's. During the pandemic, he began a CBD business in Colorado. Um, So he's a very interesting guy. I think he's got a home in Colorado, but he mainly lives in, in, in Russia. Um, and I'll show you a picture of this guy, and it'll just make it even funnier because he's clearly trying to be Papa John. Um, but I just thought that was funny that he was like, "Look, no, I'm I'm running the show over here. Like you're not. The, he is the czar of pizza in Russia. Yeah, and um, the, it reminded me, man, I never thought I would talk about Papa John for this long. I don't even eat. I've never even been a fan of their pizza. Um, but it reminded me of this. Like in this um, article I read a while back, or I saw clips of it on Twitter that I just wanted to read you really quick. It was about a guy who went and interviewed John Schneider at his Louisville home. Mm-hmm. Um, and the description of his home and then like just his, some of the things he said are just unbelievable. So I'll read it really quickly. And I apologize to whoever wrote this and interviewed him because I don't have credit here. But um, it says, so they're going to visit his home. Um, it said he wanted to avoid building, quote, an ostentatious four-story home uh, in Louisville, which is why much of his house was built into a slope and can't be seen from the road. He has his project manager walk me around to the side where we enter a tunnel designed to look like a centuries-old Italian streetscape. It leads to the subterranean garage where uh, Schnatter parks his three vintage Chevrolet Camaro Z28s. There, Schnatter reappears and leads me through a door back into the house. We head into his gym, a cavernous room decorated wall-to-wall with memorabilia documenting his rise as a pizza mogul, and into an old-timey movie theater where he watches football. Then we climb the circular staircase up to the foyer, the centerpiece of which is a 16-foot-tall sculpture of two eagles descending from the sky, mating. It just oh, speaks yeah. It just speaks to me, he says, gazing up at it. <laughs> I think it's badass. <laughs> Wait, that's what he said? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I found a picture of that sculpture later. It is unbelievable. Uh, and it says later on, Schneider gives me a ride back to my hotel in his black Ford F-150 Raptor and talks again about the conspiracy against him. Quote, as you dig in, you realize that, wow, the roots on this thing are wide and they're deep, he says, as we cross the Ohio River heading into Louisville. This may go all the way up the food chain to the powers that be and the progressive elite left. <laughs> It's like they're plotting on my man, clearly. Definitely. And and I think he even still maintains now that he, the uh, whole sensitivity call uh, fiasco was fabricated and that they were out to get him. It was a smear job, uh, potentially perpetrated by them. Well, and based on everything he said since then, I mean, it all adds up. It adds up. And uh, I was just thinking maybe, you know, Papa John's leadership, but based on what he just said, this goes all the way up. Potentially to the Oval Office. <laughs> so I think just, Hillary's got to say so. You know, Pizzagate, Papa John's. I don't know. Just saying. I don't know. Just saying at all. <laughs> all maybe not a coincidence. Well, to not talk too much more about Papa John's, uh, although that the the little uh, inclusion of the the eagles fucking statue that's pretty awesome, and I think that maybe we need to take a step back on the whole inward thing, and maybe. Forgive the man a little bit because he's got eagles fucking. He's his, got eagles fucking. Foyer. He's got a tunnel made to look like an old Sicilian street <laughs> in his home. Totally dude. not weird. Yeah, you think that guy is, does bad shit? Um, but just to move right along, uh, I did find a really good TIFU today. I fucked up, and um, I've been sitting on this one for a little bit. Yeah. Um, this one, well, actually, no, I haven't. This was two days ago, so I guess I found this while I was drunk and forgot. But this is a really good one. So the headline of this one is, Today I fucked up when I eavesdropped on people using sign language. And let me tell you, Hmm. as good as you think this might be, it's definitely better. Uh, So let's jump right in. Oh, I had a fun, just a quick funny story one time. We had a, one of my education classes, we had a a guest speaker who was an interpreter. 
uh, for the state. And um, I showed up a little bit late, so I missed her introduction. Um, but then toward the end of it, she, you know, she's telling us about her role and what she does and how, why she learned ASL. And then uh, toward the end of it, I see my friend who's not in that class, but she's in my major. I have a lot of classes with her. She walks into that class. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. No, it's funny. Like she just, Ansley just walked in. She's not even in this class. The speaker, the lady goes, do you know sign language? Can you sign your name as she's walking down? And I'm like, oh, wow. And, and then she does it. She did it. She signed it back to her. I later find out that's her mom. The oh. speaker was her mom. And it all made sense. But in the moment, I was like, oh, my God, she just asked. Him, oh, my God, she can do it. She knows sign language. It turns out she thought she had her on <laughs> yeah. that one. I was, I was just sitting there, like, so taken aback. It turns out I'm it was her mom. Yeah, she introduced me after class, and I was like, this makes a lot of sense because I was very confused in the moment. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, all right, throw away. A few of my friends know my Reddit account, and I don't need them overreacting about my asthma attack. Okay. So, uh, this morning I was at the beach enjoying the pleasant weather while eating my sandwich and people watching. I happened to notice a couple using sign language to communicate with each other. Back when I was still dating my now ex-girlfriend who was born deaf, I made it my mission to learn sign language. So, when I noticed the couple using sign language, it made me smile because that was me and my girlfriend once. I was about to look the other way because I didn't want to eavesdrop, but then I caught the guy telling the girl... Poop during anal I can handle. It's the texture of the poop that might be my deal breaker. No. I will keep fucking if I feel solid turds up your ass, but if your shit is runny and leaking all over my dick, hell no. Man can deal with a he- with a healthy digestive system. <laughs> Diarrhea, he will not do. <laughs> this, this guy thought he was like seeing a touching moment between <laughs> girlfriend and boyfriend, and it was... It was touching. It was. But in a, perhaps as intimate a conversation <laughs> I've ever heard. He's like, look, I don't mind poop on my dick, but it better be solid, for God's <laughs> sake. I snorted so hard while laughing, I coughed on my sandwich, which triggered my asthma. Due to my own carelessness, I had, I had to fucking run to my car to retrieve my inhaler because I decided not to put it in my pocket where it belonged. Running made it worse. I underestimated how far I parked. By the time I got to the car, I was wheezing to the point of almost passing out. Thankfully, I was able to get my hands on my inhaler just in time. It was intense. I spent about 10 to 15 minutes just sitting in the car catching my breath. Almost choked to death because I laughed at random people talking about poop. (laughs) Imagine if that's what took you out. (laughs) I mean... Go out on top, man. Uh, that m- had to be one of the best moments of his life. I think that we've all either on purpose or accidentally like overheard some conversation that we shouldn't have heard. Yeah, definitely. But I've definitely never heard anything like what that guy saw. Well, also, <laughs> so few people know ASL that a lot of deaf people probably just have very lewd conversations openly because they know nobody can transcribe it. Um, and so now I'm just thinking of all, what all have I missed, like, in the proximity of deaf, deaf people that may have been, like, just completely inappropriate to have in public. And it's funny, you almost, like, assume this innocence of people who are dealing with, with this, disability. With this yeah. disability, but, like, that's such a naive way to think. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're still people. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so the fact that this guy saw this, and he, he did the same thing that I would do, I would just think, like, oh, that's... That's kind of cool. That's, That's kind of yeah. touching. But he actually understood what they were talking about. Like, and I just want to know what the <laughs> what the actual sign language is for those things. I do that too. That's what I said. About. Like, could there have been maybe some uh, mistaken interpretation? Like, Surely there could have been. But like, when it gets that detailed, it's like, no, I no, think that guy pr- pretty much figured it out. Right. I want to. Yeah. And now I'm curious to know what the signs for something like anal sex and poop are, and especially like solid poop versus diarrhea. <laughs> Like, but, um, oh, that's unbelievable, man. I have a cousin who's deaf. He was born deaf and, uh, he, he does not sign. He, uh, got a cochlear implant when he was young, so he can hear very, um, 
sort of like muffled like you and i can hear a lot of different things going on at once he may can mainly just hear loud distinct sounds Mm -hmm. but anyway this was a long time ago too he's probably 40 now so like my uh great aunt and uncle did not put him through any specific school he was in normal classes he went to auburn did normal classes and it like looking back he probably should have gotten some more specialized help but i think they wanted him to like grow up as normal as possible sure and so he he can read he can lip read unbelievably and he actually speaks really clearly for somebody who was born deaf too um, but he misses a lot of like innuendo and stuff and, and certain stuff like that. And so when he gets around like family, he feels more comfortable and he'll ask. And so, uh, when it, like way back in the day, I don't know how old he would have been, like, maybe a teenager at this point, like when all the, uh, Clinton scandal stuff was going on, like he just outright asked my mom out of the blue, like why Bill Clinton put a cigar in Monica Lewinsky's vagina and just like, cause he didn't know how to ask like other people that, you know, and, and then like. When, uh, I've never even heard that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was in the Star Report. <laughs> My God, uh, yeah. But uh, what a savage! Yeah, I don't know if he lit it or not. I don't know. If she, <laughs> I don't know if she inhaled. He did not inhale. Uh, but yeah. And then, like, when my parents got divorced, um, in so many, like, I can't remember how exactly he said it, but he was like, you know, why, like, why did you and why did you and uh, Jeff get a divorce? Like, I always liked him. Like, I always thought he was a good guy. And that's not like. <laughs> Not what he meant, you know, but he was wrong with you. Yeah, it came off very funny. Um, and so, uh, I, that's the only real experience I, I have with the deaf community. But, um, yeah, now, man, I'm just thinking, like, what all have I missed by not knowing sign language all these years? I, apparently a lot. Yeah. And I, I would like to know how widespread <laughs> this is. And I, I kind of want to know what signs to look out for now. <laughs> but, uh, we have, we've mentioned a, we have managed to mention poop in two straight podcasts, and we'll see if we can keep that streak going. Well, well I, I found well, I found a, a a great today. I fucked up that I'll save for the next episode. Yeah, it is poop related. Yes, yeah, let's go so. three for three on our last three recordings. We're on a shit streak. Well, I think that pretty much reaches the end of everything that we talked uh, that we had to talk about. We got through a lot of sports today, and if you made it through the rest, we got to some very non-sports related uh, topics as well. But uh, appreciate y'all sticking with it, and we will be back next week uh, with another recording. So everybody have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you then.